0: Pastor Sheila read to you from just a moment ago Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2, but it wasn't from your pew Bible. It was from a translation called The Message, a paraphrase for everyday language for everyday life, and, and I thought that was a perfect translation to use today as we're talking about building bridges every day. I had to show you the video this morning. When I saw it on the news this last week, I thought this has to be seen in worship today because we're talking about this very thing, about taking our lives and giving it over to God as a holy and living sacrifice. Mattress Mac, store owner, furniture salesman. He's a bridge builder turn to the person next to you and say, did you know you're a bridge builder? I see lots of smiles around the room and some shaking of heads. I don't know what that means. Well. Let's talk about a bridge. What is a bridge then? A bridge is a structure that takes us across something, maybe across a divide, um, across over to something. Think about the MLK bridge that takes us across the wide Mississippi or the Golden Gate Bridge that takes us across the ocean in San Francisco. There's also bridges that um, are musical, right? There's a bridge in music sometimes. Mary tells me that sometimes it's an added piece. Sometimes it's uh, held between the verse and the chorus. A bridge is also defined as a time or place or means of transition, a time of connection. So if we think about all those things, we can then come up with, well, a bridge then is something that takes us from here to there. And so a bridge builder, as you just said, did you know you're a bridge builder, is someone who helps move people from here to there. What kind of person takes two showrooms and warehouses probably and opens them up to the public and says, if you need a place to stay, here they are. Opened the doors wide, put the profits on hold, he said in the video. $30,000 a day is what he estimated his cost was. And people are just welcomed into his place of business to sleep and to stay and to bring their pets. Did you know that most shelters will not let them bring their pets in? I would have a hard time with that. I would have a difficult time leaving my little Millie behind. She's a part of my family. And so therefore, he opened up the doors and said, bring your pets too. Now they don't stay in the, in the showroom. But there's a place back where he allows them to stay and they can go and get them and visit their pets. He gave his phone number, his personal phone number online, if anyone needed help. And if his uh, delivery trucks could get there, He would send people. He would send his delivery trucks to go get people and bring them in. What kind of person does this? A bridge builder. That's who. His vocation may be a store owner or a furniture salesman, but he is a bridge builder. Now, I have no idea what Mattress Mac believes I have no idea if he has a faith background of a certain denomination. I do not know him personally. But I can tell you he's living the gospel. He's living the gospel. He's actually preaching the gospel. Because when asked, why do you do this? He says, that's what we do. That's who we are. He's taking his everyday, ordinary life, his eating, sleeping, going to work, walking around life, as Eugene Peterson translates it in the message, and placing it before God as an offering. If we read it from our pew Bible, it says, So brothers and sisters, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. A living sacrifice. Now, he's preaching the gospel in his actions. Your everyday life is preaching the gospel. Did you know that? Your everyday life is preaching the gospel. What does your gospel look like? It was St. Francis of Assisi who once said, Preach the gospel at ta- all times, use words if necessary. Love that. Preach the gospel at all times, use words if necessary. What is your everyday eating, sleeping, walking around life preaching? Are you building bridges or are you building walls? You know, some people have the, the thought, well, my work is my work and my life is my life, my faith is my faith. And none should intersect. It's not what the gospel teaches us. The gospel teaches us that it should be in our core, that it should be everything of who we are, and they all should intertwine. Our business decisions come from the core of who we are, our faith. Our life out in the world and our time in social gatherings are who we are. We should reflect our faith. They should all be intertwined together. So, are we taking our everyday, eating and sleeping, walking around life, and offering it up to God as a living sacrifice? We're called to share the good news. That's what an evangelist is. Did you know that? I hate it that evangelism and evangelists have gotten a bad name. I think sometimes we have this kind of feeling that comes up in us if I, we say evangelism or evangelists. But that's who we're called to be. We're called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We're called to preach the gospel. Now, When I say that word evangelist, some of you may think, well, it's the, the kind of evangelist is the person that stands on the street corner and screams the fire and brimstone, right? Or an evangelist is found on TV, You know, I I hate also that evangelists, TV evangelists, have gotten kind of a, a bad rap as well because there are so many good ones. My granny used to watch Oral Roberts every week. Loved him. She loved him. And she would listen to his word and she would apply it to her life and when she couldn't physically make it to church because of health or lack of transportation, Oral Roberts would come on. Evangelism. Evangelists. We're called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, some of us may think when we hear that word or think of that person, we may think of someone in our own life who was a bridge builder. Someone who shared the good news, shared their faith, evangelist to someone else. Someone in our own life comes to mind someone a friend family member a coworker, a neighbor I can tell you in, in Marshall Texas when we lived there we moved there very young in our 20s um, Walter Vaughn and and, Pat, and um, Patty Vaughn were instrumental They were evangelists. They were ones who got to know us. We're going to talk about that later on in the series of how we do this. They got to know us. They got to know who we were. They developed that friendship and that connection first and then shared what they believed, shared faith, invited us to worship. See what I'm saying? There was this bridge between where we were in our lives and where we needed to be. And they helped make that connection for us. So people come to mind in in that we automatically think of someone in our life that helped build that bridge for us. The Apostle Paul was a bridge builder, big time, wasn't he? I read a sermon this last week, by Reverend James Merritt, and he says that Paul has wit. He has wit, a whatever it takes spirit, W I T, whatever it takes spirit. He has wit. You can call it passion, you can call it zeal, you can call it fire, or even an obsession with Jesus Christ, but he tells people who Christ is, he meets them where they are. He even did that in the, he used to step into their shoes, right? He used to step into their world and help them to understand in a greater way. He would take the culture, but not become the culture. He would take the culture around him, and he would use it to bridge people to Jesus Christ. Remember what he did with the, with the unknown God? He comes into the world where there's idol worship all around him, even so much that they've got an idol to an unknown God. And he says, let me tell you who this unknown God is. He doesn't require an idol. Let me tell you who the unknown God is. And he bridges that way to help people understand who Jesus Christ as Lord is. He met them where they were. He says this to the church in Corinth, the first letter to the church in Corinth. He says, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralist, loose-living, immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I did not take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. That comes from the message again, that modern day translation. I wanted to be in on it, Paul said. I want to share who I am with those that I meet. I want to share this love of Christ that has filled me up. And I want people to experience that too. I will meet them where they are. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to step into their world and I'm going to help bridge that over so that I can share the good news of Jesus Christ. He said, I'll do anything, go anywhere, pay any price, endure any cost, make any sacrifice, give up what is necessary to win someone. As long as it doesn't compromise the gospel, I'm willing to step into it. I'm willing to go to the street corner. I admire Karen so much. Karen called me last week and she said, I have this idea. She said, You know, I have a friend who has this ministry that steps toward the street corner and shares the love of Christ and just offers information for a safe place to go if they don't want to live this life anymore. What a vital ministry! To win people for Jesus, to step into their world, to help them understand that there's nothing that you can do, not do, nothing that you have to earn, to understand that God loves you. God's grace is for all. Paul says, I'm willing to do anything except compromise the gospel, I'm willing to go anywhere to help win people for Jesus. If you read this in the King James Version a long time ago, it said it that I might win the more, that I might win Jews, that I might win those who are under the law, that I might win those who are without law, that I might win the weak, that I might be, by all means, save someone. The Apostle Paul shows us exactly what our one job is. Our one job is to share the love of Christ, to love God, to love our neighbor. That's our one job, church. To step into those shoes and and to be like Christ, of reaching out and helping someone else experience that love. Uh, Paul's taking his lead from Jesus, the one who we should all take our lead from. And Jesus gave us that model. If we read through the Gospels time and time and time again, Jesus walks across that chasm of humanity and enters their world. Think of just, just one example, the times in which he would enter into the leper colonies. People who had leprosy were cast out. They were not allowed with their families. They were not allowed with society. They were not allowed into worship. They were cast out, and Jesus would enter into that world and not only talk with them and be with them, he would reach out and touch them. These people probably had not been touched in maybe years. He gives us this model to enter into our neighbor's world. He entered into the world of the misfits, the lost, the least. And we're called to do that, but we're also called to step into the world of our neighbor who may be right next door a young mother who hasn't slept very well in a week because her child is teething. To step into that world and offer a word of grace and hope that the teeth will eventually come in and, and sleep will happen eventually and maybe we could help. Or to enter the world of someone that we know has lost a job And maybe we've experienced that, can offer a word of hope in that. You see, we're called to enter the world of our brothers and sisters, not just the ones that are being flooded, because that is very much a call of ours, but also the ones that are right next door. Jesus gave us this model to, to enter into their world and to walk side by side with them. To journey along the journey with them and bridge the gap. To bridge God's love and God's grace in the midst of all of that. Bill Hybels has has written a book that I just, I, I really love. I'm reading it right now, and it's entitled Just Walk Across the Room. Sounds easy, doesn't it? It's harder to do. Just walk across the room. It's harder to walk across the room when we don't know what's happening across the room or what we might encounter across the room. You know, he's got some wisdom in this. It's timeless. It was written about 10 years ago, but he's got some instruction in here and some guidance in here that is really timeless. He says, most modern-day Christ followers have been told since they were little kids to separate themselves from the world. They've been warned about the places they should never be caught dead in and the types of people to steer clear of and this kind of counsel he says only serves to make Christians impotent, paranoid and insular. That's not our call as Christ followers. Our call is to step into their world. Instead of being intimidated by the differences, we need to lean in just as Christ did in bridging that gap and and helping bridge our similarities. You see, as brothers and sisters, we have way more in common than we do in differences. Jesus' mission is most affirmed when the wanderers come home. And that's our call, to walk side by side toward the Father with him. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says this. Through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention in adoration before Christ, your master. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are. And always with the utmost courtesy. Does anyone ever ask you, why do you make the decisions you make? Why do you live the way you live? When they ask that question, they want to know the Lord that you worship. They want to know why you live your life that way. They want to live it too. And that's your opportunity to be a bridge builder that day. Well, let me tell you why I make the business decisions I make. Let me tell you why I choose to take my vacation and serve across the ocean in Costa Rica or take my vacation and teach vacation Bible school. This is why the things why I do the things I do. Because it's who I am. As a follower of Christ Jesus. It's who I'm called to be as a disciple. Of Jesus Christ. And in that moment. You're building a bridge. We're called to bring hope into the world. Love into the world. Grace into the world. It's not just our personal little gift. It's our gift to share. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we come today to the table to be encouraged in that.